0: Hello and welcome. You are listening to Embodied Curiosity. In this show, we will explore self-compassion and holistic health through the lens of embodiment, intuition, nature connection, and neuroscience. I'm your host, Michaela, and I'm so excited for you to join me. Hey, welcome back. I have been rereading one of my favorite books, Women Who Run With The Wolves by Clarissa Pinkola Estes. This book has been so impactful in my life, and I wanted to share my thoughts and insights as I read through each chapter. This is set up sort of like a virtual book group, so feel free to get a copy of the book and follow along with me. I also uploaded video versions of these episodes on my YouTube channel. You can find my channel by just searching my name, Michaela Rands, or you can click the link in the description. I hope you gain some insights as I share my process with the stories in this powerful little book. Hi everyone, it's me, Michaela, and I'm back for what might be actually the final video of this series. I have been doing these chapter summaries where I share a quick overview of the chapter and then some of my insights for every chapter in this book, Women Who Run With the Wolves. And it's been actually a many year long journey for me. I think I started this in 2018 or 2019. So, and now it's 2022. So it feels kind of unreal to be actually at the end of it. And I know this isn't the last time I'm going to read this book, but this project of paying super close attention when I read each chapter Uh, treating it kind of like a deep study into each archetypal story and then allowing whatever comes up naturally to just come through in these videos that I make. This has definitely been the deepest read of this story that I've ever done. I've read this book all the way through a few times and then over the years what I tend to do is use it sort of as a, a spot treatment, I like to say, where I'll be dealing with some specific issue in my life and maybe it has to do with sexuality or my relationship to my body or my relationship to community or my relationship to anger and whatever it is, then I can actually just pick the chapter and the story and just read that story to focus on that one topic. But this time I went from the very beginning, even the introduction section, and I went through all of the stories until the very end. And today I'm just going to briefly talk about the next chapter, which is chapter 15. The name of the chapter is Shadowing, Kanto Hondo. And it has a really, really, really brief and quick summary of sort of one way to look at this whole book. There is technically one more chapter after this, chapter 16, but the chapter itself is just a story. There's no analysis. So what I might do is make a video of me just reading that story sort of like story time. (laughs) So hopefully that will be enjoyable to you. But for this one, I'll just share what came up for me when I was reading this quick little chapter, chapter 15. She starts the chapter just talking about this concept of shadowing and a shadow in general. A shadow is sort of this amorphous thing that sort of changes as the object moves. Um, You can try and put your foot on the shadow, but the shadow can get away. It's sort of like a ghost in a way. And she starts off by talking about the wild woman, which is a really big theme throughout this book, this wild woman archetype, and how the wild woman has been shadowing women for all of their lives. And the wild woman does this because she wants to connect with us, and we actually also want to connect with her. So she points out that it's sort of a co-shadowing, a co-stalking kind of situation, where the wild woman is sort of popping her head in here and there, showing up maybe in your dreamland or in some darker moments, uh, showing up to give help, to give guidance, to give a little taste of wildness to give that synchronicity, it's almost like a wink from the universe is what I think of it as, but that we are also longing, whether we're conscious of it or not, longing for that reconnection so that we can have that wild woman by our side at all times. So there's always this arc to the story and all the stories in this book talk about we start off having a strong connection with this wild woman. And one way to think about that might be like, A connection with your instincts or maybe a connection with your intuition. So we start off with this connection, but that something happens in our life that breaks that connection and we move away and we spend a large amount of time sometimes really far away from this wild woman. However, most people's spiritual journeys entail some kind of reuniting and reconnection with this wildish aspect of the psyche. So when I say the wild woman shadows us or is stalking us in a way, it's actually something that we really crave and want. She says, most women are not afraid of this. In fact, they crave the reunion. If they could this very moment, find the lair of the wild woman, they would dive right in and jump happily into her lap. They only need to be set in the right direction, which is always down, down into one's own work, down into one's own inner life, down through that tunnel to the lair. And this concept of going down, I think we've talked a lot about in previous videos, but it's just that going inward. So whatever down feels like to you, like when I think of down, when I'm going on a journey down, I think of like closing my eyes, dropping my energy out of my mind and into my body, maybe into my belly or into my root and just uh, breathing and allowing what's already there to be sort of remembered. And I think that's what she means by going down. And she talks a lot in this brief chapter about dreams and how in all of her work with psychology, with women over all of these decades, she has seen so many women have similar dreams and similar archetypes. And that's part of the power of this book is that it's sort of the master key in a sense Uh, for seeing what we all kind of can relate back to and how in a way we're all connected. Everyone's life is super unique. Every human being is very unique. Every woman has their own story and their own nuances but she points out time and time again that the thing that connects us all is these archetype stories. So the stories about the ugly duckling and the stories about the little match girl, uh, the handless maiden. All of these stories show up in some shape or form in each woman's life. And that notion just feels so comforting to me. I think the reason this book has been so healing for me is it helps me feel so much less alone when I go through the harder things that I go through in life. And knowing that even though no one has exactly the same experience as me, it's really nice to know that in some ways, all of these experiences are an important initiation into being a woman or just being a human in general. I wanted to share this one passage that I really liked. Let us keep in mind that the best cannot and must not hide. Meditation, education, and all the dream analysis, all the knowledge of God's green acre is of no value if one keeps it all to oneself or one's chosen few. So come out, come out, wherever you are. Leave deep footprints because you can. Be the old woman in the rocking chair who rocks the idea until it becomes young again. Be the courageous and patient woman in the crescent moon bear who learns to see through illusion." Don't be distracted by burning matches and fantasies like the little match girl. Hold out till you find the ones you belong to like the ugly duckling. Clear the creative river so La Lorena can find what belongs to her. Like the handless maiden, let the enduring heart lead you through the forest. Like Laloba, collect the bones of lost valuables and sing them back to life. Forgive as much as you can, forget a little, and create a lot. What you do today influences your matrilineal lines in the future. The daughters of your daughters of your daughters are likely to remember you and, most importantly, follow in your tracks. And I feel like that might be one of the most important passages in the book because it really summarizes all of the different aspects of the, the stories that she's told so far. And I love how she brought them all up and showed how each one has its own simple lesson. And that the other important point here is that you're not really meant to be just keeping these all to yourself. So in some ways, this validates my desire that I have that is sort of coming from an unknown place to just share these stories. Because when I read them, it doesn't really feel right to just keep them to myself. So I'm so glad this book exists in the world. And I'm glad that I can amplify it, even just if one person listens to these videos. At least I've reached one other person. And so it feels really good to be sharing this and not just keeping it to myself. And I hope that you can use this as inspiration to share your own perspective and your own take on whatever it is that is lighting you up. If it's this book or if it's a different one or if it's just your dreams, you want to share your dreams. If you want to share your intuitive messages that you get or any kind of creative projects that you have coming through, this is my formal invitation to you to have the courage to share those more. And at the end of this short little chapter, she brings it back to this idea of a wolf and a woman being somehow connected or related in some kind of archetype. And she shares the general wolf rules for life. She says number one is to eat, number two, rest, number three, rove in between, number four, render loyalty, five, love the children, six, cavil in moonlight, seven, tune your ears eight, attend to the bones, nine, make love, and ten, howl often. And I think I shared this in the very first video, but the fact that I have two little domesticated dogs has really helped me along this journey of reading this book, especially when she always brings it back to wolves. And I just love to think about how they act in such an effortless way with their instincts. And still, because they are domesticated in a way, which so are we, there is a certain disconnect from their intuition and their instincts as well. So I really appreciate that connection between the wolf and the woman and how I can see that even showing up in my own life. So I'll keep this short and sweet and end with a quick journal prompt, which is not something you necessarily need to write about, but just something to ponder. And my question for you is, how will you take all that you've learned from the wild woman, from your seeking of her and from her seeking of you, How will you take that and share that? Share that with other women in your life. Share that with people in your family, your mothers and your grandmothers, and if you have daughters. It's also just as important to share this with the men in your life. All humans have this connection to the wild nature. What part of this book or this series that I've made really spoke to you and how can you take that and develop it into something that you can give back and you can share and you can kind of spread this knowledge and this understanding that we're all connected through these archetypal stories and that all of the suffering just makes us better at relating to each other. That was kind of a long prompt, but you get the idea. I'll try and summarize that into a shorter version and write it down in the comments below if you feel like answering it. I also just want to say how insanely grateful I am for all of the comments and people who've reached out and shared with me the impact that these videos I'm making has made on them. Um, I definitely give most of the credit to uh, the writer of this book because I think most of the power of what I'm sharing is just me summarizing what I read. But I still just really love the connection I feel with the people who have commented and the people who've watched these all the way through. It just means the world to me. Like, (laughs) I just feel so seen and witnessed in all my vulnerability. I feel like I've shared things on here that I'm like, oh, I hope no one watches this. That's how it feels when I'm sharing it. Um, But then people do and it feels really vulnerable. But something I've been thinking a lot about is that no matter how much work we do on our own, all alone, or even one-on-one with a friend or a therapist, there is still more healing to be done in community and in a larger group or with a larger audience. I think so much of the trauma and the wounding that we have in this world is the disconnection between what we feel deep inside and what the world thinks. And it's that loss of trust, that loss of safety and belonging. I think belonging is a big word for me these days, just thinking about how no matter what hardships you've been through in your life, it is probably related in some way to feeling a lack of trust or an abandonment or a disconnection from others. So having this platform to just share vulnerably and be seen and be accepted still feels so deeply healing. So I just want to express my gratitude for all of you for watching. And I feel pretty sad that this is over, but I have a feeling I have a few other books in mind that I would like to work similarly with. Also, I'm open to recommendations. If you guys have another book that you find is really dense and you just want a buddy to read it with, then please write that in the comments or message me because I would love recommendations. Again, I have a few in mind, so stay tuned to see what I come up with next. And there is technically going to be one more video in this series where I will just be sharing chapter 16 as a story. So for that one, you can just get cozy and turn it on and listen to it like someone's telling you a bedtime story. Oh yeah, and before I go, I just want to mention too that after the last chapter, there's a few more sections in this book, and one of them actually talks a lot about how you can use this book in circle with other women. You can do this virtually or you can do it in person, and I love how she describes it, and I'm, I'm talking about the, um, one of the newer versions of the book, but she goes through a lot of examples of how you can use this as a group study, as sort of a book group. So I definitely recommend reading all the way through the end. There's a lot of good stuff back there as well. All right. Thanks for watching. Have an awesome day. Thank you for listening to Embodied Curiosity. I hope you picked up some valuable insights to inspire you to stay curious and embodied.